0: Let's talk about books, specifically travel books. Namaste from Kathmandu. This is Ross. This is the 21st installment of the show. And this week you might notice the sound quality's a little worse than the last few weeks, maybe a little less polished. And I'm not recording this with a microphone. I'm just back to the smartphone, back to the roots of this show, I suppose. I'm on the seventh floor on the roof of a building in Kathmandu, I got a beautiful view of the mountains. I think you can see Everest a little bit today. And uh, it's really nice, it's hot, it's sunny. You might hear some birds, you might hear some wind. But thank you for joining me, let's talk about books. So today I wanna discuss some of my favorite travel books and the way that they've shaped how I travel and my travel philosophy. And I picked four books for you. They're in no particular order. I'm just going to talk about them a little bit. And I'm a little bit nervous for this show, actually, for the first time, because it's a, it's a big topic for me, and I hope to do these books justice. I'm not going to, like, go super in-depth. I'm just going to give a few quotes from each one and a few of the key points that, that shaped how and why I travel and what I got out of them. And I encourage you to go buy these books, read these books if you haven't already, And uh, you'll find a little bit more about this show on the blog, as always, peripateticpodcast.wordpress.com. So thank you for joining me, and let's talk about books. So the first one on my list is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And I I have mixed feelings about Tim Ferriss as a person. I've gotten a ton from his books and from his podcast and his blog, and he does a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting stuff a lot of great ideas. He's a super analytical thinker and he he breaks down problems in a very unique way. But I just I also can't help but think of him as a bit of a snake oil salesman. He's always he's got a lot of solutions and practical advice on on everything, business, travel, life and a lot of great stuff, but he also sells some really crazy stuff, some really crazy products. So anyways, that's all to say. Take it with a grain of salt. Use your filters when you're um, listening to his podcast on his blog. So, yeah, this book is probably – has shaped an entire generation of travelers. And to to boil it down to one key phrase, it's about lifestyle design. It's about intentionally choosing where you live, how you work, focusing your energies in a way that's just very intentional. And so – he talks about the new rich, is this idea of people who are rich in time and poor in possessions. And here, I'm going to read a quote from it, from the book. Again, this is the Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. He says The new rich are those who abandon the deferred life plan and create luxury lifestyles in the present using the currency of the new rich, time and mobility. This is an art and science we will refer to as lifestyle design. So he goes into to ways that he's designed his very interesting life. And this book is, is kind of old, by the way. It's like 10 years old. So a lot has changed in, in his life. He's written a lot of books since then. He's been involved in a lot of companies. And uh, so at the time he wrote this book, he was just coming off of having traveled the world for several years and living in a lot of different places. And each place he... He promotes this this way of traveling that I'm currently doing where he would, he would arrive to a, a new destination, whether it was Buenos Aires or Berlin or Tokyo or uh, a number of other places that he lived during that time period. And he would just find a cheap apartment and settle down for like three to six months. And usually he was learning a skill, like the language. He, he's really into learning languages. He learned tango when he was in Argentina. He learned... I believe it was kickboxing when he's in China, cooking. So he's just, every time, he's, he's living on the cheap, he's learning a skill, and he's running a, a, a business on the side, and he talks about how to automate your business, how to, the, the title of the book comes from getting your work, doing the, doing the least amount of work, and being efficient about it. It's not about avoiding work, it's about being efficient with the work you do, avoiding work for work's sake that's a phrase he uses in the book a lot so very interesting book and one of my favorite themes is geo arbitrage which again like I said living in different places around the world is significantly cheaper like my entire cost of living here in Nepal in a month is probably 75% of what I would spend on just rent if I was in a US city so I'm living that's all my food all my entertainment all my rent, everything for the same price I'd be paying or for less than I'd be paying for just rent in the U S. So yeah, it's a really interesting book. A lot of great ideas for travel, for business and for making your life more efficient. So yeah, check out the four hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Oh, I got one more quote for you. Okay. So he says, money is multiplied in practical value, depending on the number of W's you control in your life, what you do, when you do it, where you do it, and with whom you do it. I call this the freedom multiplier. So that's it for the four-hour work week. All right, the second book on my list, and again, these are in no particular order, because this this really is the one travel book that I would say, like, if you're going to embark on long-term international travel, this is the one to read. It's called Vagabonding. An Uncommon Guide to the Art of Long-Term World Travel by Rolf Potts. And this one has travel philosophy, motivation to just go out and start traveling, packing lists, quotes about travel from people like Walt Whitman and John Muir and Henry David Thoreau, people like that. Links to travel blogs, travel resources, stories from people who have vagabonded as a as the phrase is for this book, and so much more. It's just, it's everything you could need to know to just launch yourself out and get started with international travel. So here's how he describes, how Rolf Potts describes vagabonding. Vagabonding is about using the prosperity and possibility of the information age to increase your personal options instead of your personal possessions. Vagabonding is about looking for adventure in normal life, and normal life within adventure. Vagabonding is an interest, a friendly interest in people, places, and things that make a person an explorer in the truest, most vivid sense of the word. He goes on to talk about when you're preparing to vagabond, when you're preparing to live long-term abroad, he says, Vagabonding starts now. Even if the practical reality of travel is still months or years away, Vagabonding begins the moment you stop making excuses. Start saving money and begin to look at maps with the narcotic tingle of possibility. From here, the reality of vagabonding comes into sharper focus as you adjust your worldview and begin to embrace the exhilarating uncertainty that true travel promises. So besides like just the motivation to go out there and start now, there's a lot of guiding principles for successful vagabonding. And he talks about... How to, how to pare your life down to prepare for vagabonding. So here's one, one piece of advice. He says, on a basic level, there are three general methods to simplifying your life. Stopping expansion, reining in your routine, and reducing clutter. Vagabonding is, was, and always will be a private undertaking, and its goal is to improve your life, not in relation to your neighbors, but in relation to yourself. So yeah, I just learned a ton about travel. I mean, in a, he talks about traveling slow, getting to know people. You don't have to spend a lot of money. In fact, travel is the most meaningful when you don't, when you immerse yourself in the culture and really experience things. Yeah, concerning the travel piece or the packing piece, he talks about how like every single person who travels for a long time, the piece of advice they give is pack less, travel light. You always have brought too much. You know, no one ever regrets bringing too little. And uh, something that Tim Ferriss, going back to the last book, that he recommends is he has the buy it there system, B-I-T, which is he doesn't take any toiletries with him. He doesn't take anything disposable or even really more than a a shirt or two because he just buys it upon arrival. So yeah, anyways, a lot of good stuff, a lot of nuggets of wisdom. That's Vagabonding by Rolf Potts. All right, this next one is not contemporary like the other ones on my list and it's not even explicitly about travel and this book is walden by henry david thoreau this was famously written in the 1840s when henry david thoreau retreated to this small pond called walden in the woods of massachusetts and he built himself a small cabin he had a small garden And he just recorded his experiences, his observations about nature, the changing of seasons, the animals, um, how much he spent building his cabin. He just, he really promotes simplicity and living lightly. And a lot of the ideas that all four of the books on my list today are about. And so that's why I consider it a travel book, even though he was in one place. So I'm going to start with this quote. He says, simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. I say, let your affairs be as two or three and not a hundred or a thousand. Instead of a million, count half a dozen and keep your accounts on your thumbnail. So a couple of weeks ago, probably a month and a half ago now, I talked about hedonic adaptation and it's something that I've observed in my life a few times. Like, As my, my salary went up, I'd get a nicer car or the latest cell phone or some other little thing that I didn't need. But my lifestyle was inflating. And there's been a few times where I've thought about inflating it further, but then I reflect on some lines from Thoreau, and I I keep myself in check. So it's really, it's had a tangible impact on me. So here's another quote. It is desirable that a man live in all respects so compactly and preparedly that if an enemy takes the town, he can... Like the old philosopher, walk out the gate empty-handed and without anxiety. I just, I love that image because as someone who's moved over a dozen times in the last five years, I know the pain of having too much stuff. Like I've had to downsize every single time I moved, get rid of a bunch of stuff just to fit it into my car so I can move to the next spot. And it's a huge pain. And I wish I could, like he says, Walk out the gate empty-handed without anxiety. So I think that's a beautiful image to just own so little that you can just travel empty-handed wherever you go. Okay, here's another quote. For more than five years, I maintained myself thus solely by the labor of my hands, and I found that by working about six weeks in a year, I could meet all the expenses of living. The whole of my winters, as well as most of my summers, I had free and clear for study, So that line changed how I think about money because to me, it's like, how much freedom can a given amount of money buy? He talks about six weeks buying an entire year of his ability to live off of. Yeah, that's how I've always thought about money is like, how much freedom can the money that I have buy? So that's it for Walden. Again, it's a classic. You've probably read it. I think I first read it in high school, so probably, what, 13 years ago? And uh, I've read it many, many times, and I love it, so go check it out. The last book on my list is the only novel, which is called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And like Walden, I read this book in high school. It was an assignment in, I believe it was my senior year English class. And it's something that I've read probably six or seven times since then. It's really short. You can read the whole thing in two hours, three hours. It's really easy to read. It's meant for young adults. I read it at major life transitions, like graduating college, changing career paths, getting out of the military. I've read it, and it's, it's different parts of it have resonated with me at different points in my life. Essentially, I won't go into all the details, but it's this shepherd boy who sells everything in order to go travel, because that's his dream. And so along the way, he has setbacks. He loses everything. He gains everything. He learns a bunch of skills. And in the end, he achieves his dream. But I'm going to read a couple quotes for you. Here it is from The Alchemist. Why do you tend a flock of sheep? And then the boy says, because I like to travel. The old man pointed to a baker standing in his shop window at one corner of the plaza. When he was a child that man wanted to travel too but he decided first to buy his bakery and put some money aside when he's old when he's an old man he's going to spend a month in Africa he never realized that people are capable at any time in their lives of doing what they dream of so yeah the alchemist really great novel that i find really good to read at major life turning points so that is it for my travel reading list again 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, Vagabonding by Rolf Potts, Walden by Henry David Thoreau, and The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. So I encourage you to, you don't need to go out and spend any money to get these books. A lot of libraries, wherever you're located, I'm sure that your town has a digital version of the library, and you can check these out for free. They're all very popular books, so they'll be easy to find, and if you do decide to buy it, you can always buy the Kindle version, you get a digital version on your phone or on your computer, or an audiobook. What I'm getting at is you don't need to buy a physical book that's going to use resources and take up shelf space and have you reading like some sort of pilgrim crossing the Atlantic 400 years ago. So, yeah, that's it for this week. Hope you got something useful out of it and check the blog. There's links to all these books, Amazon affiliate links so you can support the podcast if you buy any of these books. Enjoy your week. Talk to you soon.